Hello, welcome to Soundwave Season 3. It's great to have you with us. From all of us at The Trust, we sincerely hope all is well with you. Let's not faff about on the first episode of the season, let's get right into it. Today we're looking to the future and what the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust's thinking is for 2021. CEO Frank joins us along with James and Laura, the operations managers for the North and the South, to talk about where we are at regarding next year and how we will keep you up to date as things inevitably change and progress, as well as to give that reassurance that whatever happens, we will be there for young people. It's worth mentioning that part of this conversation involves comparing and contrasting coronavirus restrictions between now and March when lockdown happened. This conversation was recorded last week, and restrictions have since changed across the whole of Great Britain. This shows just how fast things can change and how adaptable our thinking has to be. With that in mind, here are the Trust's plans for 2021. It's become customary now, Frank, that you join the season premiere of Soundwaves. You made it three in a row, and a big thank you as well to James and Laura for joining us. So we're talking 2021. Frank, what do people need to know? I think the most important thing for everyone to know, Scott, is that whatever happens in the next 12 months, the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust will be here for young people in recovery from cancer. So today we've announced our thinking for 2021. Can you give us a brief overview of what's in that announcement? So what we've, what we've talked about today, Scott, is that, you know, there's going to be a spectrum that, that COVID is on, you know, between now and, and, and when we start our trips in 2021. And that spectrum goes from, you know, there's a vaccine and let's all hope there is, because, you know, wouldn't that be just, you know, that'd be so life-changing for, for all of us. Or there's a, you know, there's a really robust way to test people quickly, you know, and then that spectrum, you know, unfortunately goes to the other end, which is that, you know, we're we're where we were in March last year. And because supporting young people is so important, it's really important that we do the planning. I, I say the we and the royal we, you know, it's James and Laura and the ops teams that are doing the really hard work on this. But it's really important that we do the really in-depth planning about how we could work along that spectrum and, and be that you know trips as normal because as i say we've got that that wonderful thought of a vaccine or of a robust testing system be that that we're doing things that are socially distanced and how does that work you know or be that that we take all of the things that we learned about virtual summer and that we you know we support young people in the way that we can at that point be it that we do something completely different you know we go and you know, we take the Adam MacArthur Cancer Trust to the regions rather than the than the young people coming to us. And, and so, in that blog, you know, what we're what we're talking about is, you know, how over the next nine months we will, you know, how we will make those decisions and the the thinking that's going to have to go into that by the the fantastic team at the at the trust. James and Laura, it's hard to stress just how much prep and planning goes into each and every trip when there isn't a pandemic. What kind of conversations have you been having with our partners and people in the sailing community about where we go from here? I think that's a really good point, Scott. Um, one of the, the really sad things about this year is we obviously weren't able to get on the water, we weren't able to do trips. But what that has meant is that we've had the time to to speak to a lot of 
other centres and partner centres that we work with to see how they have been coping with the new restrictions, how they have been evolving, going from single household groups um, to multiple household groups and really use this time to do that research, do that learning and then take the best of everyone's own uh, approaches as, as that's all been different as well to really try and prepare ourselves, as, as Frank says, for all the possible eventualities we might find ourselves in in March and just yeah, do all the work now that we can to, to gather that information and put together what, what we can to make the safest possible programme for the situation we find ourselves in then. And so we've also been having really good conversations with our charity partners, um, Click and Teenage Cancer Trust, who have been telling us how life on the wards looks now um, and how treating young people has changed. And that's really helped with conversations around recruitment for 2021. And have you heard of possibilities during these calls where say the UK is in the same situation that it's in today, next summer, that we might be able to arrange some kind of activity that would not have been possible at the time we decided to cancel our trips for 2020? So I think that if now was March and last March had been last September, if that makes sense to people listening to this podcast, actually we probably could do more than we currently than we could do last March. So um, I think, and this is the real challenge with James and Laura, and this is, you know, and the Ops team and why they're doing such a fantastic job at this planning is that there are options depending on where we are in the spectrum of COVID. So we could run socially distanced trips. You know, we could run trips with less young people or, or to run socially distanced trips, we'd have to have less young people on, on the boats, less young people at the residential centre. Now, one of the challenges for the trust is, you know, whether you have six young people on a boat or three young people on a boat, actually the costs don't change very much indeed, very much at all. And if you have 15 young people at a residential centre or 30 young people at a residential centre, again, I mean, a, a slight of a more saving at a residential centre than a yacht but you know the costs don't change as you go down from 30 to 15 so you know the team are working really hard at looking at what could be possible you know what could we do how could we make a yacht safe how could we make a residential safe uh, centre safe and Laura and James are talking to all the people they know in the industry we're talking to people we know in the industry we're going and seeing what people who are operating now are doing we're, we're learning from everyone and thank you to everyone who shared you know we've we've had conversations with limited yacht charter and, and arnie who's great support of the trust we've been to see uksa and what they're doing we've had conversations with sunsail you know people have been really great at sharing what they're doing and now what we need to work out is how what depending where we are on the covid spectrum what can we do but the big thing to say is we will be there in whatever format we need to be. We will be there. Yeah, I think, um, you know, what you said there is great. We're looking at how we adapt, you know, what would have been a traditional trust trip. And I think we're also, um, you know, making great steps towards that kind of middle ground. So between not being able to run anything physically and between trying to do what we would normally. And, you know, the residential aspect is, is obviously proven to be, you know, quite important sleeping in dorms, sleeping in boats, um, it adds those extra complications. So, you know, whether there are options, you know, on a regional basis to use some of the centres and contacts we've got to offer regional activities that don't involve that residential aspect to hopefully make the risks more manageable. 
And if that's the case that we can't do what we would consider our traditional trust activities. Our fantastic volunteers and skippers will all have been affected by what's happened this year in their own ways. Uh, when it comes to keeping them informed of what's happening from here on out, what can they look forward to? So we have tried, I think, throughout COVID to be as transparent with you know, all of our partners, but especially our skippers and our volunteers who you know, give so much to us and the trust couldn't operate without them. So um, that's been definitely at the focus of our planning, you know, announcing some of this and doing the thinking is keeping people involved. So one of the things that we've done uh, during COVID and we, we plan to continue uh, are a couple of Q&A sessions. And you know, this hopefully coincides with, with some of our announcements and new information coming out where you know, we're aware it's not always so clear exactly how that affects our medics, for example, with our announcements. So the opportunity to ask you know, Laura, uh, myself and Frank and any of my members of the operations team and wider trust team that has that specific information, you know, more detail on those parts. So we'll also be sending our skippers dates um, out for 2021 on the 16th of September. And that will be a little bit more information around key decision points and dates um, and when we'll be in contact with them next. So volunteers will be a month later. So mid-October, our volunteers can expect to hear from us with dates for 2021. I think the Trust does its best to reassure people who could be nervous about coming sailing for the first time or spending time apart from their family for the first time after their treatment. What kind of reassurances will be putting out there for young people and their families about navigating the coronavirus when it comes to in-person activity again? So to be really clear, Scott, we, we are only going to do activity that is safe. And we've got, you know, we've got Laura and James who have, you know, huge experience in delivering sailing and sail training and, and, and delivering in the outdoors. We've got Dave Hoven, who's a paediatric oncologist at Birmingham Children's Hospital. We've got members of the Board of Trustees who, you know, spend their life managing risk. We are pulling on all of our partners, on all of, you know, all of the people that we know. You know, we are looking at all of the government advice and we are only going to do activity that is safe for young people. And, and that is our priority. The priority of the Trust has always been the young people. And, and that's our first priority. And, and that we will make sure that whatever we do is safe. And we are, you're right, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be very anxious and we are going to have to really demonstrate to them that we've done everything in our power to make whatever we do safe. I think the Q&As are a good chance as well to come along and ask us any of those questions. Or even if you miss those Q&As, you can you know, drop us an email, pick up the phone. We're always happy to answer any questions anyone might have and put any worries at ease. And I think hopefully this this podcast and this discussion should go a long way to letting people know that you know we're taking a safe approach. Um, I believe our, our first central trip, you know, would traditionally be nine months away um, from now. So we have effectively got nine months to gather more intelligence, gather more thinking, plan, adapt plans. And if you flash back to March, um, you know, we didn't know how that was going to plan out, and it was more like eight weeks before our first trip. So, you know, we're we're doing all that thinking now and nine months is a long time to to do that and um, so that hopefully lets everyone know we really are taking that safe approach and as frank said if it's not a safe activity and it's, it's not one we, we want to really continue with you mentioned march there james i think it's worth even as we look towards 2021 that we also reflect on 2020 if we'd had a regular sailing season as you mentioned earlier it'd be coming to an end around now 
out with a few other events. We had a pretty busy virtual summer program and the uh, other events or activities from the last few months that have been learnings for us and will continue past the end of September. I think it was really interesting when we were planning for virtual summer, we went out with a survey to young people, volunteers to try and ascertain what they'd missed from trips. And it was interesting what came back from that, maybe some things that had more impact that we maybe didn't see. Um, so I think that was a big learning in itself. Um, and there's been some really successful parts of virtual summer that will carry on. So our pen pal scheme for the under 18s will continue. Um, and that's been really successful and obviously something that possibly could continue year round as well that offers um, that chance to make friends and that social connection with other young people. Our book club as well is going to continue um, for the over 18s, as well as our really great conversation with sessions, which are going to be covering um, topics from survivor's guilt, nutrition. James, I've probably forgotten some others there that you can jump in and, and tell me what's going on. Um, and also some more of our parents' coffee uh, mornings planned as well for the future. Yeah, I think as Laura said, it was, it was um, it's a really unfortunate event, obviously, but it made us look at the support we have offered and how that supports young people and and made us really um scratch our heads on how to you know continue that without the trip without the boat without all those bits we couldn't do um and yeah i'm, I'm actually really excited that some of these bits are continuing and in you know, the conversations uh, about section that laura talked about um it was kind of came about with the idea to provide some of this support that young people may be having difficulty with accessing through teenage cancer trust or quicksand or any of the other partners out there because you know understandably they were facing their own challenges with covid so i think it's it's there's definitely positive to take out of this that we've learned more about the support we offer and hopefully have built on that and continue some of it into the winter which is not something we we'd done previously so i think the best way to round off on this occasion is to ask what happens now the intention is out there, our eyes are looking to the future. What is that journey ahead like from here? So I hope, Scott, one of the things that we've done through COVID is communicate really openly and clearly with, you know, the trust family. Um, you know, the young people we work with, their families, our volunteers, our skippers, our team. And that's what we need to continue to do. So things will change, you know. Um, you know, we're, if you look back to where we were in July and where we were in May and where we were in March, things have changed. So we will continue to plan and James and Norma and the Ops team will continue to plan. And we will then continue to look at what's happening, how things are developing. And then we will, from there, communicate with everybody in the Trust family around how we are, how our thinking is going. I think as well as that, Frank, it, it's the ability for the trust to change and adapt. So during our virtual summer, I think we, we showed how much the team and the trust can turn around and adapt and bring out a virtual summer program from what is a sailing charity. And I think that's going to be key over the next couple of months as the situation develops, changes, maybe takes a step back or two, as we've seen recently, um, for us to position ourselves really in the best place to, ha to have the safe activities, whatever those activities may be for young people. And as Frank said at the start, we will still be there for young people um, supporting them in 2021. Frank, I'll pass over to you for the final word. So Scott, I think in the same way, I think you said at the beginning that I've been on every podcast of the new series. And, and I think it is really important that actually I, I want to finish with some thank yous. So um, most importantly, I, I do want to thank the team. You know, this has been a really challenging 
six, seven months for everybody at the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust. And, you know, I, I, I can't, it's really difficult to express in words just how fantastic the team have been. And they've just done an amazing job. And I, and I can't finish this podcast without saying a huge thank you to them. I want to thank our volunteers and our skippers who, you know, got involved with Virtual Summer, sent us nice messages, just, you know, just were really supportive of, of everything we've done this summer. And I want to thank our board of trustees. We've had some really difficult conversations, some, some quite challenging times, you know, and we've made really good decisions as a board and an executive team. But also I want to thank, you know, everyone who supported the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust because that has meant so much to us over the last seven months and it, and it has made a huge difference. It's made a huge difference, you know, to our finances, but actually just the, the nice words, the nice messages, the people who just sent us little things to say, you're doing a great job with Virtual Summer, it's meant so much. So just, you know, thank you to everybody who has just been so amazing over the last six, seven months. It, it, it has meant a huge amount to the trust. Just to add to Frank's thank yous, thank you to Frank, James and Laura and to you for listening in. It's an exciting time and it feels good to be looking towards whatever the future holds. There will be a lot of questions though, so we want to keep you up to date as much as possible. Keep an eye on our website and social media for all of the latest information about how we are progressing. And next month, there will be a Q&A for young people and parents to talk to the trust team about our plans for next year. We'll also make sure that frequently asked questions are answered on our website. So keep your eyes peeled. The sun is beginning to set on 2020. That just means the dawn is about to greet us in 2021. We cannot wait. Till next time, take care.